Hey, I'm Tony Bradshaw with The Millionaire Choice, excited to be talking to the real Jason Duncan on the Root of All Success podcast about business and money. You know, we guys are all living in a slave financial system. If you want to learn how to break free from the slave financial system, you need to listen to what we have to talk about today. Welcome to the Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. A podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of The Root of All Success, The Real Jason Duncan. The Real Jason Duncan. Hey there, welcome back to another episode. I am The Real Jason Duncan. You can call me JD. I have Tony Bradshaw today as my guest on the show. And this topic is really interesting. Now, it's going to take us a minute in the conversation. You'll hear us kind of ramp up into this. But we're going to be talking about the slave system of money and how we're all slaves to a system that is bigger than us. But the choice to leave that system is pretty easy. And it's just a choice that you have to make. So who is Tony Bradshaw? Who's an author. He's a speaker. He's a podcaster. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, one of his famous quotes is that, Anything is possible when you make the right choices. He has a uh, coaching program called Higher Peak. He has a digital collaboration agency called Acute Minds. And then he has his own podcast called The Millionaire Choice. We'll talk about that at the top of the show today. But I want you to pay attention and listen closely for how you can make the choice to escape the slave system of money. Please help me welcome Tony Bradshaw to the root of all success. Hey, Jason, thanks for having me on. I'm excited about uh, chatting with you today. I, I love it. I love I love the fact that there's two things. We're both Nashville guys. Uh, we both have podcasts. And you had me on your show, The Millionaire Choice, which we'll talk about a little bit here in a second. And uh, what's funny is that we'd never met. We got introduced. You invited me on your show. I got on your show. And then the same day, we saw each other in person in Nashville. Never seen each other before. And we saw each other. And that, that's kind of kind of cool how we ran into each other. But uh, but now you're on my show, The Root of All Success. But podcast listeners like to hear about cool shows. So take a minute first and just tell everybody about your show, the name of it, where they can hear it, what it's about. And then we'll move on into the discussion for today. Yeah, sure, Jason. Yeah, it was interesting bumping into you that quickly, uh, that that fast. Uh, I'm a big believer people get connected for reasons and kind of excited about that. But yeah, uh, I've been doing the Millionaire Choice Show for, oh, I guess about three years. I think I started right in the middle of COVID, about, uh, I think, May of 2020. And uh, it's been a really fun uh, journey. Uh, as you know, I was in uh, with Dave Ramsey for a number of years working with him. And uh, his investment philosophies are very clean, very, very cut and dry. And probably the biggest thing for me doing my show over the last 120 episodes is how many different ways there are to build wealth. I've been exposed to, you know, 100 different, 120 different millionaires. And it's been fun to see all of their stories come out from, uh, you know, people that were in Chinese concentration camps, um, missed three years of their high school education 
and then ended up becoming millionaires uh, or some that lived homeless in tents for a summer with their parents, their dad, and then lived in a trailer park, basically a trailer for a number of years and then ended up becoming multimillionaires by age 30, homeless at age 20, multimillionaire at age 30. And uh, those are the kind of stories I embrace on my show, The Millionaire Choice, and just trying to inspire people with a way to build wealth. And, and that's kind of where I'm at today in the headspace, uh, just helping people change their lives. I came from a broke family and uh, broke free from that and, uh, you know, and reached millionaire status. Uh, not quite deck a millionaire yet, but I'm, I'm heading that way. So what's the difference between being broke and being poor? Uh, yeah, I think depending on who you talk to, broke is a state of mind, right? Poor is a state of uh, where you're at. I was probably a little bit of both back in the day. Uh, I wasn't going anywhere fast. Uh, I'm a big believer. I like to talk about the gerbil wheel where we just have this work spin mentality where that's all we do with our lives for, you know, 70 to 80 years. And that's the only thing we ever really accomplish uh, other than having family, but I'm talking about financially. And uh, I don't know if the, either one of those are broke or poor. I call those uh, uh, broke and a just getting by bucket. You're living in one of four buckets, Jason. You're either in the broke, the just getting by bucket, or the future millionaire or millionaire bucket. Those are the only four buckets financially in life. And you get to choose which one you want to live in. So what I find interesting about the millionaire, and I love this, the title, The Millionaire Choice, is that for those of the people that I come in contact with, and I, I just had another guy interviewed on my show and same thing for him. It's like becoming a millionaire happens silently and quietly in the background while you're doing whatever it is you're doing. And then one day you wake up and go, huh, hey, I'm a millionaire. And because I think, I think everybody thinks that a millionaire, you know, what that is, is the person just has that much cash sitting in the bank or, or they've got, you know, or sitting in there under their mattress or something. And, and it all comes at once. No, it comes over time. It usually starts out in the form of some sort of asset. And then it continues to build into cash later. So you mentioned something, a couple of things I want to dive into just a little bit. Briefly, I want to talk a little bit about your, you, how you started work with Dave Ramsey and you worked with him for a long time. You're not with him anymore. You're on your own. You're doing your own thing. But I think so many people are like familiar with his name and concepts. And he gets a lot of pushback on some of his concepts from people in the circles I run into. So like, how did you come to work for him to begin with? And, and you were there, I think you said 15 years. So tell just a little, just brief about that. And then we'll move on into what you're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was on this job search. I was doing engineering work. That's what I went to school for. And I got into computers. I fell in love with the internet and the internet just fascinated me. This is back like 1997, 1998. And I uh, taught myself how to program, taught myself how to do some database management, very basic stuff, but just enough to get my foot in the door at Dave Ramsey's when he uh, was expanding his internet team. They were at a place where they're like, you know, seeing the, the dot com thing and deciding they needed to invest in it. So, uh, you know, I'm a big faith believer. I believe in Jesus and, and Christianity. I'm Christian. And so prayed about it a lot, went on a job search for about two years and then went to my church one day picked up one of the classifieds and right there was an ad for uh, for Dave Ramsey. And I said, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go apply for this job. At the time, I didn't know who Dave was. I just saw that ad and it had an internet uh, you know, position there. And I'm like, I'm applying for this thing. And then uh, interesting story here, short version. Uh, during the interview process, uh, we had to do a, a dinner interview. It was a final interview with Dave at the table. And he you know, screens everybody. My wife was there. And uh, at that table, I looked at him and I'm like, you're the guy who taught my marriage, my pre-marriage class. 
because I did not know his face. And then here I was sitting at an interview table with him and he had taught one of my pre-marriage classes at the church that I went to. And uh, so small world and, and God makes, you know, connects those kind of dots. But I, I joined his team on the Internet team uh, and then quickly got put into a leadership role. And this was 2001, March 2001. I was in leadership the following year in, in 2002 and then left in 2016. And while I was there, I was the VP, CIO, VP of what I call Internet Business and Technology, CIO, Chief Operations Officer. And it was a, you know, a different type of COO role. It wasn't a true COO role. It was more of a over strategy and project management, resource management. So it was a little bit different. But uh, yeah, that was my journey there. And it, it was a good run. And, and uh, you know, when you it's a, at a place like that for like 15 years, sometimes you either grow apart or you, you just don't fit. And I got to a point where I was a square peg in a round hole. As I tell people, uh, I got voted off the island. And, <laughs> and so I, I couldn't do what they wanted me to do. And they didn't want to let me do what I wanted to do. And it was uh, you know, a good split at the time. And yeah. I have nothing but good things to say about the company. Uh, Dave's a very forward thinking person. And you know, as you mentioned, uh, my investment strategies are a little bit different than Dave's. Uh, Dave's an amazing teacher. And he's, he's helping people with the biggest pressing need, I think, in America, which is the concept of debt. Uh, you know, when you when you deal with and you look at the numbers and like 70 plus percent of people are living paycheck to paycheck and they're on that gerbil wheel. They're just going to work and spending and and that's it. That's like all they ever do. I was just at my dad's house yesterday. He's uh, 72 years old, still working full time uh, with no retirement savings uh, with he's got a house, but that's about it. And uh, he can, he couldn't retire, really. He could do Social Security, but it's mm. two grand a month or something. And, uh, you know, and my sister's kind of following in the same suite. She's doing a lot of the same stuff, no retirement. And, uh, you know, so it's it's a, it's it's a sad thing, but that's the state of America. And that's where Dave is helping the most people. And he's number one at it. Like he's the best in the game at helping people kind of wake up financially. Um, but, yeah, it was a good run. I enjoyed my time there. So you now are kind of building your own little brand around the idea of investing the millionaire choice of course is your thing and you've you've got your higher peak which is a business mastermind and coaching program you got acute minds which is your digital collaboration agency you're doing some speaking you're writing writing some stuff so what is the thing that you're doing now that you're on your own you've been on your own for the last what was that eight six years six years or so so what are you doing now that's different than what you're doing as an employee at uh, with Dave? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, and I'll be real transparent with you on the show, uh, Jason, you know, the fastest way to lose half your money is to screw up your marriage and lose it, right? So you, you take, or maybe lose 60% of it, depending on how bad you were. Uh, I made some mistakes in my marriage back in you know, like 2013 to 2017. Fortunately, I got my head screwed back on right and started trying to fix my marriage. So I've been very focused on, being a better dad, being a better husband the last seven years. I've been working on my business, but if I had to look back over the seven years and go, what did I really accomplish in the last seven years? One, it was I started, I fixed my marriage and started treating my wife the way that she needed to be treated, uh, you know, that I should have been treating her all along, but didn't know how to, right? And uh, my, both my parents grew up in broken homes, broken families, lots of alcoholism. And so they gave me a very good upbringing because they were better parents to me than the parents they were they had. So they made a huge step forward for me. 
And uh, I needed to break free to the next level and help my kids. But I've got six kids, so learning how to be a, and I was an absentee father for a lot of that. So that was a big one for me, uh, figuring that stuff out. The business side of things is very interesting because when you go from being in a job or a job mindset pretty much since birth, so 46 years, to being an entrepreneur, it what I've learned is it takes a while to shift your mindset. Like that is the biggest thing that has to happen. And it takes a little while to do that. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm a good sales guy, but I don't wake up every morning trying to figure out how to sell $10,000 worth of stuff every day. Um, that's not my mindset. I am what I would call a builder entrepreneur. I'm really good at vision. I'm really good at strategy. I'm really good at product. I'm really good at systems and technology. So I like to build things. Uh, small wonder, I grew up as a, you know, a son of a carpenter and I'm an engineer. So I'm naturally wire, wired to be a builder entrepreneur. I'm not naturally wired to wake up and go just figure out how to sell a million dollars worth of product every day. And so that's something I've had to learn. Um, and I would say that's probably, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you better learn how to sell. And uh, I, I don't think I've mastered that yet, the, the whole mindset of it. But uh, those are kind of the big things for me right now. Uh, I think I've got a good brand. You have to develop a good brand and message. And I've done enough now. It sounds weird to say six years, but you have to convince yourself of it, you know, and find out what your your language is or your your brand is or what you're trying to help people with. And I'm very confident in that now that I'm that I know what I'm doing as an entrepreneur and that uh, I can see the impact uh, in people's lives and and resonating with the brand. And, you know, it takes a little while to break through break through that still working on it. Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, uh, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the Root of All Success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub, and that's D-U-B-B. What Dub does, I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan, and I'm so honored that they're our uh, primary sponsor of the podcast, but they have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. And it's built, Dub is built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting, uh, anything you need around video and sales and automation, Dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub. Plus, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of Dub. You can't, you can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. 40 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had your business in the yellow pages. You remember those things? <laughs> 
And 30 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a door-to-door salesman. 20 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a website. And today, you're not in business unless you're doing social media content. Am I right? Social media content. Social media content in the form of like micro content, which is 30 to 60 second spots on Instagram Reels or TikTok or YouTube Shorts. That's the way business is done. As a matter of fact, that may be how you found out about this podcast or me as a business coach. This medium that we're using today to communicate what we do is vitally important. And just recording yourself isn't enough. You've got to do it right. And my friends over at Story do it right. And one of the problems with doing it wrong is that you sit around thinking, well, what the heck am I going to record? What am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Like, I don't know what to talk about. Well, Story takes all of that away from you. Stop wasting time trying to come up with content because Story will send you a video prompt on what to record. You can pick the categories you want to record in, whether it's real estate, entrepreneurship, finance, relationship, leadership, life insurance. It could be anything. Don't waste time on that. And by the way, if you're not confident in talking on video or if the video editing portion takes up way too much of your time, Story will edit the videos to perform well on social media. They add the subtitles, the pop-ups, the zoom cuts. They remove all the filler words like uh and um and uh. They remove the awkward pauses. And then they take that video and post it for you. They write the captions, they add the relevant hashtags, and they post it on the platforms that you care about the most. It's exactly what you need to be in business today and to be successful at it. So if you want to learn how to do social media the way the influencers do, you need to go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. And that's story with two Y's. Why? Because they're awesome. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story, that's S-T-O-R-Y-Y, for 10% off your first three months to try story out. You're going to thank me later. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. So you you mentioned earlier that there are multiple ways to build wealth. And if you with your permission, what I'd like to do is take take this show to really dive into that because you've got probably a really unique perspective in in working for one of the top guys in the money game. That's a throwback to the original show title. <laughs> in the money game. Uh, with, with Dave Ramsey, but now on your own and you've seen a lot, I mean, you, and you said, you admitted, Hey, I've got a different philosophy and a different investing philosophy, different, et cetera. So let's dive in. What are those multiple ways to earn wealth in your opinion? Yeah, I think uh, there's a there's a mindset shift that has to happen. I've got an event called Purpose of Wealth, uh, Jason. Matter of fact, I'd like to get you on the speakers list for that at some point if you're interested. But what I'm trying to do with that is bring together in the local area a lot of different speakers who have different mastery over different financial topics. Some are real estate people. Some are cryptocurrency experts. Some are stock market investors. Some may even do venture capital. And so you've got all of these different opportunities to to build wealth. Um, but what happens is uh, when you first get started, you, you just really need to get started. Like right, when I was 25 years old, I knew I was broke and I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to be broke. Let me shift. And so I did what I call my financial awakening, uh, where I shifted from being broke mindset to go, hey, I'm going to be a millionaire and I think I can do it by age 40. Nowadays that you would do that in a lot faster time for various reasons. But, you know, back in 1995, that didn't sound too bad. 15 years to become a millionaire when you're going from broke. Um, what I did was something very simple is instead of spending all my money, Jason, I said, you know what? I'm going to stop spending it all. 
I'm going to take $1,000 a month and I'm going to invest $1,000 a month. I'm going to put $500 into mutual funds, $500 into stocks. And I'm going to, I did what was called swing trading. So um, when you, there's two types of investment philosophies. One is going to be more of an active, uh, active investing philosophy where you're actually doing something with your money on a regular or semi-regular basis. Okay. And then there's more passive where you kind of like stick some, some money into say a mutual fund and it just sits there and, you know, 50 years later, it becomes, you know, a couple million bucks, right? That's one's active. You're doing something with it regularly. You're engaged with your money. You're watching it. One is you just park it. 401ks and IRAs typically are this kind of like park it, park it mindset. Um, you don't have to be very smart to do that. You just have to kind of stick it in the system and leave it alone. That's if you want to get like, what is it? The seven to 10%. That's, you know, what the S&P index fund would get you over long haul. The other one is to go, hey, I'm going to trade, say, Tesla stocks and I'm going to get into Tesla, whether that's a day trading philosophy or a swing trading where maybe you sell it, buy it at a certain period of time, sell it again uh, later in the year. Or if you want to hold it for a longer period of time, that would be more of a buy and hold. So those are kind of the things that I've kind of had to start doing in uh, as far as the stocks go is more active. And to do that you have to get smart, what I call get smart with your money. So just like you learn about math, English, and science for 12 years in school, you have to develop a mindset of I'm going to study money, right? If you want to build wealth, you have to get to a place where you're going, I need to take time out of my day to study money. Just like I learned how to speak. I learned how to do math. I learned those are skills that you had to learn to be functioning in society. But you also have to do the same things if you want to be, you know, get wealthy. And that's the things where most Americans, they go through their entire lives and they never take time to actually learn about money. And statistically, uh, you're going to work. Everybody's going to work 100 to 150,000 hours in their lifetime. Like, think about that, like how much work that is. And then you get to the end and you're in your 70s and you're living on government assistance. Like that's. Like when you when you do the math mentally in your head, that is such a screwed up like life. It's a screwed up system. The whole the whole system is screwed up. You have to look back and go, why did not why did the government or the schools not teach me about money from K through 12? That's another question in and of itself. Right. Because they don't know. I, you know, I was talking about that. I was speaking at an event recently and this whole idea of why doesn't the school teach about money? And the answer is, is because they don't know. Like, can you imagine just pluck an 11th grade teacher out of, out of any high school in the United States, public school and say, okay, tell me everything you know about money. Dude, they make 40, 50 grand a year. They don't know anything about money. So we can't expect them to teach it. Now that doesn't mean we can commiserate you and I on mm -hmm. the fact that it isn't being taught, but the reason they don't teach is they don't know. But you know, what you said is really interesting. And I'm going to, I'm going to, see if you see if you agree this whole system is screwed up you know we work all these hours and then we live on government assistance which is social security and and whatever we might have put in 401k it's a it's screwed up but i think it was screwed up by design i i honestly believe that that whoever was in charge at some point in the past sat down and said here's what we're going to do we're going to tell people they have to work this many hours we're going to make a work week we're going to tell people they can put money in this thing. We're going to call it this 401k and they're going to think it's the greatest thing in the world, but we're actually going to use their money for their whole working life and tell them they can't get access to it. We're going to punish them if they do. And then at the end, we're going to tax them on what's at the end. And by the way, we're going to raise taxes between now and then. So when they get there, it's going to be higher tax. 
Like the whole thing is screwed up and we're just sitting there going, okay, I'll do what you say, Mr. Government. That's why I think building wealth has got to be outside of these government programs. We got to figure this crap out on our own. That's my opinion. I, I don't know what you think. Well, I would say 100%, Jason, except you're only about 90% right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm 100% on the same page with you, but I think you're missing a little bit. Uh, I'm a little bit deeper in the hole than that. And I'm going to tell you, it's 100%. It is 100% designed that way. Yeah. And it's evil. And it's pure enslavement. Like it is an enslavement model from the beginning. Amen. And yeah, and that's what it's designed to do. Like it is designed to make slaves. Like here's the deal. Yes, the teachers don't know uh, about money. The pastors don't know about money. The principals of the schools don't know about money. But you have to go deeper and go, why do they not know about money? Because you can't have a slave system if everybody understands the principles of building wealth. And, and the, it's you have to go higher up the chain. You have to go higher up the chain to understand who actually created the system at the very, very, very top. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about the central bankers, the global bankers. They own the whole banking system. They designed the federal system. Like even when you get to taxes, this blows your mind. And I, I we need to go back and study our history. I did not know, like I knew that, you know, you hear about the, the tea party, right? Where they, the, the English tried to tax the tea and they poured it in the, in the Boston, Massachusetts, poured it out in the, the, the bay there. Um, but what you lose track of is the fact that we didn't have any income taxes. Like all of our taxes were paid by tariffs that came from other countries. So if like if China wanted to do business in the United States, they had to pay tariffs just to sell their products in the United States. And then those tariffs actually paid the taxes for the governments. You didn't have property taxes like that's property taxes. Like, Jason, if you, you know, you help me do this. Right. Help me get rid of property taxes in the state of Tennessee. Right. People should be able to own their houses, own their properties outright without any fear of ever losing those properties once they buy them. The pure fact that we've been tricked into letting property taxes even exist is part of that system. And as you get on, let's say, for example, somebody gets on government assistance. I think your max Social Security check right now is like four thousand five hundred bucks. All right. Well, property taxes, you're, you get fixed on that income pretty much. You get a slight maybe increase, I don't know, every five or ten years or something like that. But your property taxes are inching up and up and up and up and up. So they're going to continue to gobble up more of your overall government allowed income until a place you get to a place where you can't even afford you know, to own your own house by the time you pay insurance and property taxes, electricity, water, you can't even own your own home. You can't afford it if you don't have a, a way to create wealth. But yeah, I mean, this is a deep rabbit hole. If, if anybody wants to read this on your show, Jason, I'm sure, well, I'm not sure you've read it, but if you haven't, you should, is The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. Yeah, that book blew my mind. I'm still not fully through it. It's an audio book, you know, 20 hour audio book, but I've got a whole lot of other ones on my shelf that I need to read, but, uh, you know, you can read G. Edward Griffin's book, pretty much get your understanding of the whole system. But uh, back to what you were saying, and, you know, I look at wealth like the stock market is a Ponzi scheme uh, in my book. You can use it to make wealth, but it is part of the system. It is designed yeah. as part of the system. Um, and we get, uh, you know, real wealth is businesses like you're, you know, you're doing, I'm doing now gold and silver, Every generation for thousands of years has looked at gold and silver as a form of wealth and land and real estate like that. Those are real tangible uh, elements of wealth that everybody should learn to master. So I'm really happy to hear you say uh, about the property taxes. And, and I probably get more 
negative troll comments on shows when I talk about property taxes and anything else, because the, the majority of humans living in this country or around the world don't understand what you and I understand. And what you just said is that you never own your property. The government owns it. And we have, we, we were tricked. I love that you said trick. We were tricked into this slave system. I love that, 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 that phraseology of, Okay, y'all, I'll buy the half million dollar house. I'll live in the half million dollar house and I'll seek to pay it off. Because that's what Dave Ramsey would say. Pay it off, pay it off. Okay, you pay it off. Let's say you pay it off. But you still owe the government money forever on that property. That means you don't own it. If you owe money on something, you don't own it. So the government owns your mm -hmm. property. I can't believe that we allowed that to happen. And I'm with you, Tony. Let's start a movement to get rid of property taxes permanently. So let me own my stuff. Why should I have to pay a tax every single year forever on something that I already paid for? Insane. That The only crazier tax may be the death tax. That, that was probably the crazier tax than property taxes. But, you know, I'm not around to deal with the death tax. That's my family's problem. That's why we don't talk about it as much. But this is a slave system. We've got a system and you're, people aren't studying money. And they're stuck in the system. So, what do we do about it? How do how do we how do we deal with the system? Yeah, I think you got to start in a couple of different places. Uh, one, you got to start with the education, right? Uh, everybody's got to learn how to manage their money, and and that alone will wake people up. Um, that's like step number one. We have to be more intentional about our financial education. Uh, we have to help people understand how to build wealth. The second one, I think is you've got to enable everybody to build wealth. So like under my mindset, this is me thinking about how to change a system. I don't wake up every day and figure out how to build a business, Jason. I don't think I do think that way. But for me, the business is really just the the money and the tools that I need to shake up the system. Like my, my calling and passion is to shake up the system. And so in my world, when I look at people on the street, everywhere I walk, I see millionaires and future millionaires. I don't want the word poverty. I don't want the word broke. I don't want the word struggling in place. And the reason, and that may sound crazy to some of your listeners, Jason, but the reality is it could all be that way because right now all the money is rolling up to a very small group of people. And it's because the system is set up that way. If you can change the system and it doesn't take much, right? I'm going to give you a formula in just a second, right? So if you take the system and you invert it, where the money, people still have to work, but they are working with a future and a vision. Most people I find when I coach, they don't have the ability to create their own vision. They're trapped in the day to day. And they, on the average guy, can't think of a different world or envision a different lifestyle than the one they're currently living in. They can't, they can't create the vision. And because they can't create that vision, they can't create a plan to get there. So they can't shift their, their day to day. And that's part of the trap, right? You get up, you go to work, you get through, you pay your bills. You got a little bit left over. If you're lucky, what do you do with that? Well, a lot of people might go to the movies, right? Oh, let's go. We can afford to go to the movies tonight. Let's go to the movies, right? Um, that's, that's what my parents would do. We would say, let's go celebrate. Let's eat crystals for tonight and let's go to a movie. And then my dad lost a hundred bucks for the movie tickets in the evening one night. My mom chewed him out, right? She's like, where'd you lose the hundred dollars? And then we had to go home. 
because we didn't have the money because somewhere between the ATM and the movie theater, he lost a hundred dollars. And we looked on the, like, I remember that. I remember that it was Rivergate. You know where Rivergate's at? Oh, yeah. uh, that was my stomping grounds as a kid, man. Yeah. Cruised the mall all the time in Rivergate. <laughs> yep. Cinema North. That's where we were at. Cinema North. It was a movie theater sitting in the parking lot. I remember it clear as day. And my mom's yelling at my dad because he lost $100 somewhere between the ATM in East Nashville and the movie theater in Rivergate. Oh. That was the struggle, right? And, uh, you know, bills getting paid, not getting paid on time, lights getting cut off, everything, you know, the, the whole thing that families struggle with. But here's the deal. If we develop a, a heart and mindset for each other, and and here's here's a formula. Here's a formula I want to implement. I would love to see us create a trust, not not owned by the government, not run by the bankers, not tied to the government, but tied to individuals. And the day a child is born, the day a child is born, we issue that child a birthright, and we start we enter them into an investment trust the day they're born. Okay. If you put, you could put $3,000 in there. I would prefer to put $10,000 in there. But if you put $3,000, that child is predetermined to be a millionaire in their 60s. Okay, multimillionaire, right? And that's on basic, basic investment advice. That's like the worst type of investment advice you could get, right? So the next one, if you do 10, they're going to be like guaranteed to be between six and 10 million bucks. Okay, so you're giving them a birthright. Why is that significant? Because all of these kids that grow up in poverty, all of a sudden, the day they're born, they have something of abundance spoken over them from the beginning, from the very beginning. And what happens is then you start interacting with that family and you start interacting with that child through updates, through information. And you give them like just like, you know, if you're in a stock and you own a stock, you're getting stock reports every year. Right. It says, hey, here's your value. Here's your I see the same model and system in place for these kids where they're going, oh. By the time you mean by the time I'm 18 or let's say 21, because doubling every seven years, by the time I'm 21, I'm worth $80,000. Like my net worth and, and like that's that's a foreign concept. When you look at the Hispanic and the black community, the average net worth is usually like like seven. I think it's like seven, eight thousand dollars. Like when you look at the numbers. So here you are at 21 and you got kids that are worth more than their parents are and they're only 21 years old. And that opens up a whole, you know, world of other things that you need to do. So here's here's the last question before I leave that topic. How much money do you think it would take to do that for every child born in Nashville, Jason? For one year, for one year. Put $3,000 into the trust? 10, 10,000. 10,000. Uh, I don't know how many kids are born in Nashville, but it would be simple math. I mean, it's probably several thousand kids are born in Nashville every year. So I don't know. I think probably. last time, last time I ran the numbers, it was around $40 million. Okay. So 40 million, which sounds like a lot of money to some listeners, some people, but the reality is that's nothing, man. That's, there is so, there's so much money in Nashville. Like you literally in one less than a generation, you could set up every child in, in Nashville to become millionaires, multimillionaires. And then think about the abundance that that would create and the mindset shift that that would create. Now, you wouldn't give them access to that money. Like there would be all kinds of rules and stuff that you would set up, but you're issuing a birthright. The current birthright is you get to 65 and you're living on four thousand dollars max a year off of the government you know, trust. And it's a it's a scarcity mindset. My thing is like if you had a if you had grandma and she's a multimillionaire, you start to see the economic system shift. Because grandma is not going to let little Johnny go to college and take out 80000 or $100,000 in student loan debt. 
what's grandma going to do when she's a multimillionaire? She's probably going to write that check for little Johnny. So now you don't have this debt mentality or this debt lifestyle. You have something a little bit different, but yeah. Well, here, here's, so the idea conceptually, I'm with you, but the problem with that idea, in my opinion, hearing it for the first time is that if you did that as a systemic thing where we say, Hey, here's $40 million trust that we're developing for Davidson County, all the kids. Yes. Those kids are now set up, but here's what happens that devalues money for all of those kids because now they didn't have to work for it. They don't understand the concept. They don't understand. If you put this as a concept individually, you work with your client. I work with my client and say, listen, here's what you need to do for your kids. Now, because not everybody's doing it, there's value perception because everybody gets it. There's no value. There's no perceived value. If only a few get it, there's perceived value. So conceptually, I, I like, I get it. I want to, I, I want my kids to experience it. I want your kids to experience it. But if we did it as another system, surely to goodness, we're going to get a screwed up another, another system that's we're going to be slaves to. And the perception is lost of the value. Everybody's got it. Doesn't matter. So how do we do, how do we bridge that gap? How do we take concepts like that and make it work? Yeah, I think that's a, you know, obviously there's concepts that you got to prove out the concepts, like how would they work? There'll be roadblocks and obstacles to do that. You know, the way I look at it is you got to start with where your influence is. Like for me, it's my family and my workforce. So I've got people on my team, you know, you build a company. So where I go is like, I want to make sure that everybody on my team has the mindset of becoming a millionaire, right? So like a lot of companies have employees and they don't care what you do with your money. They don't care about like you're there for a year, two years, five years. There's no ownership of the staff. There's no responsibility. You know, you create the 401k, you feel like you're doing your stuff as a business owner. My mindset is like, no, you have a responsibility. If you have the, the keys of wealth as a leader, then you have a responsibility to lead your team into a wealth and abundance lifestyle. That's where I would start. And then you got to figure out the, the problems, right? So um, if you, you're going to have to overcome those hurdles, like you're saying, Jason, where if everybody's got it, then it's not special. Right. But I think there are ways to deal with that psychology. So you got to get into the education system. You got to solve those problems. Like, yeah, what does it look like if everybody's growing up with financial education and financial understanding and they're all building wealth and they all learn how to make money in the stock market at age 13, right? That's a very yeah. different world than, uh, nobody knows how to do it. And so it, 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 it creates a, it creates a, a new set of challenges that I think we have to step into as a society and figure those things out together. Cause the alternative is what you got right now. You got, you know, uh, a billion people a year or a day, a billion people a day going hungry on the planet, right? That, that there's enough money in the world to solve world hunger. It's just that the right people, the, the bad people, in my opinion, have the money and the good people don't. So that's why you have all these problems because they don't want to solve these problems. They don't want to solve poverty. They don't want to solve the fact that there's drug addiction on every corner, uh, you know, across America in some form or fashion, like, the, you know, whether it's opioids or heroin or whatever, these cocaine, like they don't want those problems solved because that, that's all part of the system. So we have to get more money into people's hands, good people like you, that want to solve those problems. Right now, that money is in the hands of people who don't want those problems solved. And uh, that's that's what I'm fighting for. You know, uh, the whole the whole system needs to be shaken up, in my opinion. We've got we definitely have this slave system. And, and those of us who see it for what it is, it's really easy to escape. Uh, they, they try to hold us at the you know, hold us enslaved to the system. 
And there's so much imagery, really good imagery around this without disrespecting any people, Jews or blacks, anybody else that had dealt with slavery in their history. There's so much imagery in this idea of this slave system that we are dealing with that should make us all think for a minute. It's like we are in a system that people are holding a slave to. And this is not just money. I mean, is there, could there, is cancer curable? Absolutely. Why isn't it? Because it's a trillion dollar industry every year, cancer treatments. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be cured because it's too much money. It, poverty is a business. You know, the poverty is a business. There, people make money because there's people poor. So if you fix poverty, you can't make money anymore. So what we, you and me, and listeners to the show, we can escape this slavery by just doing what you said earlier in the show, Tony, study money. We just got to study it. Pick up a book. Read The Creature from Jekyll Island. It'll flip your wig, man. Go go look at some of these books. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, number one financial book written of all time. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> number one financial book written of all time. And that has opened more people up to how money actually works and how to set themselves free from the system. So, Tony, I'm with you, dude. I think we should work on this. Tell everybody about... You've got this purposeful wealth event. I, I know there may not be a hundred percent figured out yet, but can you tell everybody a little bit about this? Cause I love the concept. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, sure. Uh, we just did our third one. We've only done three of these, but it's, we shifted from a, a live event model. We did the first two as a live version. The last one I did with the guy named Jeremy Newsom here in Nashville, which if you don't know Jeremy, uh, Jason, I need to introduce you guys. Uh, he's a just a phenomenal guy. He's a CEO of Real Life Trading, made his first stock investment when he was like five or six years old. After watching Forrest Gump, he talked his dad into buying Apple stock uh, and investing in, in that. So it's pretty, pretty crazy. But anyway, he did the second one with me, uh, virtual. Seems like people really like the virtual model. We did uh, three and a half hours. Uh, he and I tag teamed it about every 20, 30 minutes. We would swap and somebody would talk about something else. And that seemed to go over really well. And then what we do is we introduce this concept of wealth because a lot of people have a negative mindset around money. They either think it's bad or they'll become bad if they get it, like it'll corrupt them. Or, you know, the, the favorite is uh, money's, money's evil, right? It's not money's not evil. It's the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So you have to flush all this mindset stuff out. And then the concept there is when you when you get all that stuff out, you get your heart right, your mind right, you can develop what I call a purpose for your wealth. Like, why do you go to work every day? Why do you make money? What do you do with your money? What's the purpose behind it? And that is a, a higher calling. You know, if you're in the Christian community, like, you know, you and I are, um, you start with a tithe teaching, which is, hey, tithe, tithe every week. And that's like, to me, that's entry level 101 finance in the, in the Christian community. That's where a lot of people start and stop. Beyond that, you get to what I call testing and sacrifice, which is, I know from my experience, the more money I made, the more God asked for. And it wasn't uncommon for God to tap me on the shoulder in a service or when I meet somebody and say, hey, I want you to write a $10,000 check for this person, or I want you to write a $30,000 check. That's what happened as I made more money. God came asking me for some of it. And that was a testing, what I call testing, uh, to where, you know, it hurts. It's, it's more than tithing. It's a little different. And then beyond that becomes your purpose. And that's where you go, okay. I have a purpose or a reason to make more money, right? So then that, that drives kind of your reasoning behind working, your reasoning behind uh, the dominion, what I call dominion over money or dominion over wealth. And that's where you go, hey, you mentioned it before. Uh, I think human trafficking is like a $250 billion industry. Drug trades like $250 billion. Um, there's all this stuff. It's going to take as much money to stop that stuff 
as it is to keep it going. Like if you if you think you're going to stop human trafficking with a hundred million or even a billion dollars a year, you're wrong because it's the the industry is too big. So it's going to take people with a purpose behind their money to go solve these problems, and that's what we're trying to do: is educate people on the concepts of wealth, how they can build it, how they can make it, and and then attach a purpose to it. Uh, and that's new for me. Well, I, I love it. I, I think this is really good. I want people to go check this out. Go to TonyBradshaw.com, TonyBradshaw.com. He's going to be posting information there about the the event and when that the next one comes up. But you want to get involved in this, the purpose uh, Purposeful Wealth event. Um, Tony, I got, I got one final question for you. But before I ask that question, um, tell everybody a little bit about how they can find you besides the website, because I just gave the website. But what other ways can people get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the website, TonyBradshaw.com. Uh, you can do Tony Bradshaw Fan for my Facebook stuff. I uh, post up there quite often. Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. If you want the raw me, probably get some Twitter action. I'm talking about a lot of different stuff on Twitter that I don't talk about on Instagram, Facebook, some of the other channels. Uh, just a little bit more awake about what's going on in the world today. Because uh, the world's a crazy place right now, isn't it, Jason? 100%. Yeah, so I, I'm a big believer in uh, just being awake and aware of what's going on because it's going to affect your life, your family, and um, we need to be aware. We need to be awake. You know, wise as the Bible says, we need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Unfortunately, most Christians today are just harmless as doves. They're not very wise, and we need to we need to fix that. So let's ask you this question. This is the root of all success. So how does Tony Bradshaw define the word success personally? I don't know that anybody's asked me that before, Jason. Uh, I think it comes down to impacting people's lives, you know, whether that's your family, your wife. Um, uh, years ago, I wanted to become what I call contagious. That sounds, you know, bad considering COVID. But I wanted to put a smile on everybody's face that I could. And uh, that that's a driving factor for me, whether I know them well or don't know them well. I want to leave, uh, even if it's the convenience store worker where I buy my gas, I want to try to leave them better off after I've met them than before I met them. And that's a goal I have. And, and with that as a definition, impacting people's lives, do you consider yourself to be a successful person? I'm on my journey. I'm on my journey. <laughs> well, Tony, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. I know that we're going to do some more stuff together. Uh, we're, we're both Nashville guys, born and raised right here. So we got we got a lot of things in common and, and uh, we're on the same mission. We got to get people to escape, make the right choice, because as somebody famous said, anything is possible. You make the right choices. And that somebody was Tony Bradshaw. So we got to make people make the right choices to escape the slave system of money and we can impact the world when we do that. So Tony, thanks for being here, sharing your wisdom, and we'll talk again soon. Well, there you have it. That was a very interesting conversation that uh, is a little different than some of the things that I normally talk about on the show, but we're diving deep into this idea of this slave system of money. You need to choose to get out. You don't have to be a slave to the 401k. You don't have to be a slave to these ways that the government tells me that you have to use, spend, and eventually leave your money to other people. And the government's even going to take a slice of that with the death tax. There is a way you can choose to escape from the system. And money is one of the ways that we can make big impact in the world. One of the things that Tony said is that his definition of success is impacting people's lives. And the way that we can do that is by creating wealth, is creating wealth on our own through business, through investments, through real estate, through anything that we can think of that allows us to improve our financial situation so that we can make 
not only a big impact in the world, but we can escape this slave system of money and we can live free as truly free people. Now, one of the things that he said in there as a, as a, as a think something that we should do is we've got to study money. And sometimes in order to study money, it's more than just reading books and listening to podcasts. And that's certainly something you should do. Go, go listen to or read the preacher from Jack Lowen. Go listen to or read rich dad, poor dad. But there's also beauty in hiring coaches like Tony or like me or like others to help you through that system to figure that out. So I'm going to make a plea to you. If you are a, uh, an entrepreneur, if you're a man, I work mainly with men. If you're a male entrepreneur here in the United States, your business is doing $3 million or more in revenue, and you're looking for a coach to help take you to the next level, to escape the slave system, to, to get to that next level financially, but most of all, to get out of the weeds of daily operations so that you could move into making impact in your life. I want you to set up a free breakthrough session call with me. That's free, completely free. I'll give you one hour of my time to get you to that next level. We could talk about how we could do that together. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to my website and it, you can go to therealjasonduncan.com slash coaching, therealjasonduncan.com slash coaching. And on there, there's, it says apply for coaching. Well, what that does, that first call is just an application call to make sure you qualify for the breakthrough. And then if you do, we'll schedule a breakthrough session with you. So therealjasonduncan.com slash coaching. Well, thank you for tuning in this week. Make sure you tune in again next time when I talk with another successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success and any other cool topics we might dive into like we did today with this financial slave system that we're all a part of. Uh, until we talk again next time, I am the real Jason Duncan. And as always, Jesus is King. Attention business owners. Attention business owners. Feeling burnout from running your business? Uncertain if you're nearing burnout? Take our free 10-question business burnout test at businessburnouttest.com to discover where you stand. With just 10 quick questions, you'll learn how to immediately begin making changes to regain freedom and success. Cut your daily operations time in half. Improve your quality of life and prepare your business for your future exit without losing revenue or profit. Visit businessburnouttest.com now and take the test. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.